Welcome to the Kindness Podcast. I'm Nicole Phillips. Have you ever seen those incredibly cool rocks painted with inspiring messages and left randomly along life's paths? We have Megan Murphy to thank for those. She tells us today about how the Kindness Rocks Project first took flight. So, Megan, you are a woman's empowerment coach, and I get the feeling that this whole Kindness Rocks project was something that kind of organically or divinely happened. Can you walk us through how the Kindness Rocks project began? Sure. So the Kindness Rocks project began as um, just a personal hobby. So I was on my own personal empowerment journey. I had recently sold my business that I had spent 15 years prior building. Can I ask what that business was? Sure. It was a, um, I, I owned a chain of jewelry, fashion jewelry stores here on Cape Cod. Okay. So, so I had three different stores and a, and a robust website. It was a, a wonderful business. But along the way, my definition of success had changed. Mm. And so I found myself at a point saying, okay, I've achieved all these things that I thought, you know, was, was what I valued, what success meant to me, yet I was still unhappy. And so I sold the business pretty abruptly to my business partner, walked away and found myself literally <laughs> walking the beaches, looking for, you know, what would make me happy. Mm-hmm. And that was when I um, began, you know, having somewhat conversations with my mom and dad who had passed away when I was in my early 20s, you know, just saying like, you know, if this is the right direction for me, send me a sign or a message. Um, and I had this thing where a piece of sea glass would be, you know, affirmation from my mom and a heart rock from my dad as um, kind of indications that I was on the right path. And so when I would find one, it made me feel happy and like I was having a conversation with somebody else. Mm-hmm. So that was when I thought, well, maybe I could leave these little happy affirmation um, stones for other people. And that's when I started writing messages. And you wrote that first day a message on, what, five of them or so, and just kind of set them along the pathway. And you got an interesting text message that night. Yeah, absolutely. My One of my friends sent me a message and a picture of a rock and said, I found this today on Sandy Neck Beach. Did you leave this? And I immediately said no, um, A, because I was a little embarrassed about it, Mm -hmm. and um, B, because I also believed that the message would have more um, power in it if there was nobody behind it. It was more like a message from the universe or a sign from God. Mm. And so it was what she said next to me. Um, that made all the difference because I'm not sure I would have continued dropping rocks after that. But she said to me, if it was you, I just want to let you know that this rock had a lot of meaning for me and it made my day. And so to me, that was 
divine intervention or synchronicity that I was on the right path. And, you know, I wasn't the only one that was, you know, kind of walking the beach, contemplating things. Mm -hmm. And that this was a beautiful thing, a way to connect people, um, you know, that to let them know that they weren't alone. Right, right. To feel less lonely. That's beautiful. How does this go, though, from five rocks written on with the Sharpie to, I mean, this has rippled and spiraled and whatever you want to call it. People are creating their own offshoots from this. Uh, what what happened? Yeah, so I, you know, again, believe that um, what our world needs now is more kindness and connection, right? That's the that's the underlying reason why it has taken off because this is a way to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in there's no barrier to entry. Everybody can pick up a rock. Everybody can write a heartfelt message and leave it for somebody else. And the joy that one gives in in giving is so much greater than receiving. Um, and I think that that energy is just simply contagious. Um, I I also believe that, you know, when I'm interviewed, people say to me, like, how did you do it? And I always have to, you know, give give it up to the guy above because I, I truly believe that, you know, this work is just being channeled through me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just, I'm just kind of the messenger that started it or the seed that planted this idea. And, you know, I make it my, my purpose to move it along in whatever way that that is. It's interesting because, I mean, if people knew how to go viral, well, then everyone would do it, right? Because <laughs> we live in a world yeah. full of people who are just dying to go viral. And, and here you have in um, in 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 even bigger way than just, you know, the, the 15 minutes of fame. Is this still a one-woman project? Oh, gosh, it never was, right? I mean, yes, it started as my personal hobby, but... Um, it wasn't a project at that start. You know, it became a project when people started joining me, mm-hmm. when I realized that um, this had so much power and meaning. And so it became a project only and successful only when I said to people that would reach out to me through social media, go ahead, start this in your community. You know, maybe start your own Facebook page, paint and drop some rocks, you know, encourage others, be kind to one another. Um, that's why it went viral. It's, it empowered people to go out in their communities and spread the love. So, you know, it never was, nor will it continue to be the project of, you know, one, I truly believe that, um, you know, without every single kind soul that has joined, this would not have, have grown obviously, but, um, you know, more importantly, it, it's just, it's an energy all of its own. Mm-hmm. Right. Have you had to get support, though, with the amounts of interviews you're doing and, and all of that? Or has it been manageable? Yeah. So, no, it's been, it's funny that you say that because um, oftentimes either a business, a company or an, someone who interviews me reaches out and they say, can you have someone from your team get back to us? <laughs> <laughs> and I, la- I laugh all the time because I say, oh, my team, well, let me have a conference call with my team, which is really <laughs> me. Um, but of course, I have a great website guy. I have a great videographer, these yeah. young guys. Um, I have, 
you know, I do have help in those ways. I spent a lot of my personal money mm-hmm. um, to, to create content, to create, I'm really excited. I have um, educational curriculum coming out in ah, December. Excellent. And so I hired um, someone to develop that for me. And so in any event, it the team, you know, I have hired a few people because Again, you know, I want to do this justice. The energy that is behind it, um, you know, I need to move it forward. And so the curriculum is an example. I had so many educators reach out and say, you know, do you have some some tips and tools that we can use behind this project? We're going to be doing it in our classrooms. And so I said, well, geez, that's not my background. Let me see what I can do. Um, So I'm super excited about that. I have another... um, company that just reached out. They love what I'm doing and they are creating kindness cards. Um, and so basically those will be available in January. And if people are not, maybe they don't have the time or energy to collect and paint rocks. They're basically pictures of the rocks on the front and on the back, it says one message at just the right moment can change someone's entire day outlook or life. And they can drop those cards around for others. So it's basically mm. a picture of a kindness rock. <laughs> uh, because we live in a fast-paced society and some of us are just too busy, right? <laughs> yeah, some of us are too busy. Some of us, you know, a rock might get a little heavy. Yeah, I right. know for myself when I travel and in my suitcase. Um, I've had TSA say, uh, you have a bag full of rocks here, ma'am? <laughs> yep. And it, it gets very heavy. So um, the cards are another way, you know... I, I always tell people it's really not about the rock. Um, it's about connection. And so, you know, this is this is what I know as true. Somebody comes across one of the rocks just in their day and they connect with whatever the message is on the rock. And it, you know, really hits them in their heart or reminds them of something within. And then... The thing is, is that that's really not what the project is about. The project is about once they've made that connection with the message, they then realize, wait, there was somebody behind this. There was somebody who actually took the time to make this rock for me. And because I connect with the message that they left me, I know that I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. Somebody else gets me. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's really, you know, what the project is about. So again, it's not necessarily the rock or the message. It's the act um, of reaching out to somebody else. I made kindness rocks with my kids and it was a fun family project, but it definitely illuminated the fact that my artistic ability is very limited. And yet, <laughs> and yet, you know, when... Um, we would leave them places and, and, you know, my son, who is a second grader, gave one to his teacher and his student teacher and um, and actually handed them over. The reaction from people says it doesn't matter what your artistic ability is because the message is there. The love is there. Yeah, absolutely. It's just going out of your own way to think about somebody else. Mm-hmm. Do you get to hear a lot of stories about the rocks around the country? Oh gosh, yeah. I um, so fortunately, I am a, a life coach by profession. So, and I take this very seriously. So, I receive hundreds of messages um, on a weekly basis from people that share really deep, insightful things that have happened 
um, you know, whether it be someone who has pancreatic cancer and they found a rock, you know, that said hope and they really saw it as a message and they share these powerful moments to a teenage girl who was going through depression and found a rock on the beach that said, don't ever give up or give in mm. and how, how meaningful that was for her. So all of these people that reach out, I respond to each and every one of them. Um, I would say about an hour to two hours a day I spend um, responding to people. And the reason why is because that is important. You know, at the core of all of our being is that we all want to know that we matter and that somebody is listening to us. And so when I took this on, when it became a project and, and it grew, I knew that, you know, that is what I had to do. Um, and that's really where the power is within this project. But when you see those emails come again and again and again, do you ever, you know, sometimes we can grow weary of doing good. Do, do you ever think to yourself, not today. I just don't even want to talk to people today. Or I wish I had someone else who could answer those people. Or do you not feel that way? Do you feel refreshed each time you open your inbox? Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, I actually feel refreshed. And the reason why is, I mean, obviously, we're all human beings, and we're all going through our own things and our own struggles. And I'm just like everybody else. Um, that's what connects us all. However, it brings perspective. Mm -hmm. um, we all need that reminder and that perspective. And so if somebody reaches out to me, and they need a virtual hug. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's a day that I'm having a really bad day. And, you know, part of me wants to say not today, I'm the one who needs a hug. But in just that um, exchange where I can reach out to them and tell them everything's going to be okay. Or maybe you should, you know, seek further help or whatever it is that I respond to them or you're not alone. You know what? I'm having a similar day as you. Um, it always makes me personally feel better. And, and it also lets me know that I'm on the right track, right? We're, uh, we're so often we don't have time or we are stuck in ego mind where we're really, um, you know, what about me? What about me? But truly when we look out for others, um, you know, it, I've had times, and I'm sure you have, where we've gone through difficult moments in our life, and on those particular days, we might not share what's going on, but it's really like eating away at us. Mm -hmm. And it's in that one small moment when a friend reaches out and maybe just with a kind word or says, hey, I'm just checking on you. You've seemed kind of quiet today. That can make all the difference. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Switching gears dramatically you got to meet Oprah through this whole thing? Oh, actually, I met her in 2014. Oh, well. Um, yeah, in Miami. And actually, that's an interesting story because when I met her, I went to the, she did a tour around um, the country called Live the Life You Want Tour. Mm -hmm. And I was so fortunate to get a backstage pass for the meet and greet. Um, and... I wasn't expecting that. And when I, I can remember like it was yesterday, you know, she's an, an icon and an idol. I grew up watching her. Right. And so um, all of a sudden the curtain opened and I had to go in and there she was. And, you know, at the time I didn't do yoga or anything and, and I didn't even know what namaste meant, but I put my hands in a prayer, like the namaste um, 
a pose and she looked and I didn't know why I did that. And she looked at me and she went, ah, namaste. And she grabbed me in for the hug. And Mm -hmm. she said that we took a picture together and she said, you know, let this picture be a reminder to be in service of others Mm -hmm. and that you will find your way in life and you'll find your purpose if you just put yourself in service of others. And so in that moment, I, there was something about those words and I put that photo, it's right next to my bed. So it's the last thing I look at and the first thing in the morning. And I didn't know what she meant by that, but I knew that there was like, it was a seed Mm -hmm. that was planted and there was something important in that. And that was in 2014. So one year later was when the project actually started. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, I, I didn't really see the relation to that until after I'm like, oh, this is what she meant. Right, right. And I do love the way that you're, when I think of you, I think of open hands. I think of the way you have given this project out for others because it seems sometimes we want to put a hashtag on it and make it ours and this one's mine and I'm claiming, laying yeah. claim to this. And you are doing opposite of that. You're just like you're opening up and, and, and reaching out your hands and saying, take it, take what I have. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's weight. That's, that's, you know, that's the thing, right? Like um, being kind means being open and giving. And so there's so many, I, I receive, this is interesting. I receive a lot of people that, you know, they're trying to do good and they've, they've created their own little projects, which I have said, absolutely. You know, let me help you, whatever it is, let me give to you. But um, apparently there's been some communities that have started more of hide-and-go-seek games. And as long as that connects a community for good, I think that's positive, except what has happened, and some people have reached out to me, is that people are, as you're saying, trying to um, seek ownership. Like, look at how kind I am and look what I've done and, and really being attached to the outcome of seeing where their kindness has gone and who's who's collected that. And, and then it's become, I have more kindness that rocks than you do or Mm -hmm. this and that. And so I've, it's been really interesting because I've gone on to a lot of those type pages and I, I'm trying to just, you know, give the uplifting message that, you know, Oh, you know, keep doing your kindness. However, you know, kindness is doing something without expecting something in return. So, Mm -hmm. you know, let's all be sure that we remember that. Mm -hmm. Um, And if we notice that our ego or our self-importance is getting in the way, then we've lost our way. Boy, good advice. Have you always had that sort of a giving mentality, um, or has this been developed in you? No, it's definitely, well, uh, I I guess I'd love to say, I've always been a giving person. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a different mindset to say, no, I don't need to collect it for myself, especially you, you were a successful businesswoman. So, you know, that has a, that has a different connotation or a different feel to it than just here, take what I have. Yeah. I I think that I've always felt, if I look back on my life, I've always felt better in giving. Um, But I definitely, you know, have lost my way Mm -hmm. at times during my life where, you know, for example, when I um, realized in my business, which was super successful, then I'm like, wait, I've lost my way because I'm not happy where I am. Um, so for me, it's like paying attention to my feelings. Am I feeling good or am I feeling bad? Because at the end of the day, before I put my head on the pillow, 
I want to make sure and say, did I do my best today? Did I make a difference in the life of another? And if I didn't, tomorrow's another opportunity. We get to try again. One yeah, last we get to try again. One last question, Megan. How has, if you can even put it into words, how has the Kindness Rocks project changed you? I have a couple of answers to that. The first thing is, is, you know, um, be in wonder, right? Like today I went for a walk on the beach with a woman who I never met. She reached out and said, hey, I've been following you on social media and I'd love to connect. And so we walked on the beach and she was asking me for some advice. I said, you know what? Never think small because you never know what your life has in store for you. You know, we all have this special gift. And I shared with her that I, I was a little bit unconscious for many years um, or unaware, uh, but I had these moments that were like aha moments or glimpses of my future, never knowing it would be about rocks. But, you know, I remember being in India and feeling that there was something missing, like I was supposed to have something that I was taking a picture of wherever I went, which I know sounds a little bit strange. But when I came home, that's when I started making the rocks. I had my aha moment. And I was Mm. like, wow, that's what that was in reference to. So being in wonder and awe and paying attention. um, So my life now, what I've learned through this project specifically is, you know, we have one goal in our lives. Like we have our, our eyes focused in one direction. But it's most often the peripheral the things that we're not giving our attention to that has the messages and meaning for us. Mm. Wow. And so what are, what are those connections, right? Like pay attention, pay attention to that person at the gas station, pay attention to the, um, you know, the babysitter, pay attention to the teacher or the stranger next to you on the subway, because, you know, there's meaning in all of those interactions. Right. Pay attention to the one in front of you or look down at the ground because you just might find a beautiful message written on a rock started by (laughs) Megan Murphy. Thank you so much, Megan, for talking with us today. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you, too. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. That was a conversation with Megan Murphy, creator of The Kindness Rocks Project. Get inspiration for your own kind artwork at thekindnessrocksproject.com. Thanks for listening to The Kindness Podcast. It's produced by WOUB Public Media and relies heavily on the kindness of engineer Adam Rich and intern Madeline Peck. I'm Nicole Phillips. We hope you'll subscribe to The Kindness Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. And find us on social media at Kindness Podcast. If you like the show, we'd love it if you'd spread some kindness in the review section.